failure for me really never happened in any sport, academically, nothing. Now, with the thing that's most important in your life that you push, you're failing. And I found myself questioning, do I really want to keep doing this? Is it worth it? All those thoughts that go through your head when you're struggling, as everybody does. Welcome to the Winners Find a Way show, episode 16 with Matt Mieske, Pressure. Part two of two. Matt is a former major league outfielder who dreamed of reaching his dreams of being in the major leagues and met frustration and failures along the way. And he talks through that on many occasions. He also talks about the more you press, the worse the results are. Uh, It's so important that we understand in any vocation in life how it is we can be mentally tough, prepare for competition in business and in life, and learn to compete, and how showing up is so important. Join us for this final half of episode 16, Pressure. That's huge. Um, I was able to draw a huge distinction between players from the South or players from the West and players from either the East coast or the North or the Midwest. And, um, when I started playing in the minors, it was very quick for me to be able to discern between those types of players and, and, and their attitudes. Mm. And, and the biggest thing was, was work ethic. Not, not that players from the South or the West didn't have a work ethic, but when, when you don't have to practice indoors for three months to be able to go outside for three weeks and play games, you don't develop the same kind of discipline or mental toughness or work habits mm. when you are in the Midwest or somewhere that it's cold and you appreciate the ability or opportunity to go actually go out and play games. Whereas in those other places, it's all they do is play games. Yeah. Rarely practice. The weather's always nice. Well, why waste time practicing when you can play 80 or 100 games? So I think that was one of the big um, advantages that I had and continues today. Um, Everybody that gets drafted or signs has ability. Yes. And, and you don't, there's no gimmies. They don't give yeah. earned, not given. Right. And you're there for a reason. You can do something or many things very well, but every, everybody's there for a reason. Now, how long you stay or how long you play is dependent on a lot of other things, obviously your performance and your success, but baseball in particular, because it's an everyday thing, you have to have uh, a certain discipline you have to have work ethic you have to be you have to be mentally able to bear that kind of strain on a daily basis and pick yourself up after you fail which is oh by the way most of the time <laughs> yeah. and um so to me it was really growing up in that environment was conducive to building that that work ethic and those habits and just being able to to handle the the strains and stresses that come. And and I was I was able to quickly see in a short season rookie ball where you play 70 games, I think, 
those guys who were drafted as part of the Padres organization and part of my team in Spokane, um, it didn't take but two months to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff. Mm. You could see the talent, but you you could tell the guys who, who weren't going to last very long because they just hadn't been tested. Mm. You know, you get punched in the mouth. How are you going to respond? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that was weird because after a few weeks, those guys are looking at you like, who's this guy? Mm. You know, and almost like you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm from Pepperdine or whatever. And I, you know, um, and, um, I, that always gave me a quiet satisfaction because, um, and, and the thing that I probably feel the worst about is other players that went to Western Michigan or played in, in the Mac that never got a chance to play or never signed. Yeah. And I compared that to guys on my team or in that first season rookie league that, and that were, that were better or could have had a chance or should have had a chance. And I remember um, about a month into our season in Spokane, we were kind of struggling as a team and, and I was getting tired of hearing kind of the whininess and the complaining and, and it was primarily those those guys, obviously, obviously that were from warm weather places. And, and I just I just called them out. I just said, "Look, I'm, I'm tired of of hearing this." I said, "I played with guys back home that are better than you, and they didn't get a chance to sign. You have an opportunity, and you're wasting it. And I don't want to hear this anymore." That's the last. That's the last we heard of it. <laughs> And, no, it, um, that's so, awesome. but it, it was just, it was annoying to me and it, it was the facts. It, it, yeah. it was absolutely true. Yeah. And, um, once you cut that out, you just focus on playing together as a team and, and we won a league championship yep. that year. And, you know, as you have done winning is a lot, is a lot more enjoyable than losing. I've been on winning teams. Sure is. And I was on losing teams. Yeah. And yeah. You, you mentioned, you know, being out of things by the all-star break and then everybody starts to focus on themselves instead of a team. And yeah. that's just a, a poisonous atmosphere. Yep. That can happen in, in any industry, any field, any yep. corporation. And um, having been a part of both that, the whole, the whole concept of winning, there are certain criteria that are present when you're winning and there's certain criteria that are present when you're losing. And they are polar opposites of each other. So let's um, dive into that a little bit before I get into that. Let's dive in. I have a question for you. I know you shoveled snow as a kid because that's common. Did you shovel snow to make money? Never, never. Okay. We shoveled, I, I shoveled we snow shoveled, to make money. <laughs> like we, we shoveled snow to play hockey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought like, you know, I looked at that, you know, going into like work ethic, I realized like how much you have to work to play and do certain things. And I, I did it to make money. And I realized like, wow, I was excited about making $25 on a school snow day. Right. Like that was all, that was big money. Yeah. And, but you know, I also realized I couldn't actually go enjoy it. Cause I was exhausted. Right. <laughs> like I was like, man, I just, I just pound, you know, I moved a foot of snow off, off, off 12 driveways to make that money. Right. And I'm oh. like going, I'm cashed. 
Like I'd love to go to the movie, except I can't lift my arms. So like, it's crazy. And you know, you, you went and shoveled the lake to, to go play the pond, man. I mean, that was, that's what you had to do. And so it was, it was, there's a, there's a inherent work that comes around that comes with these, uh, four season conditions. And I remember talking, uh, uh, to uh, Dusty Baker when he was the manager of the Giants. And he just said, you know, man, those Midwest kids, man, you can spot them. They've got it figured out. And I always, I always, that, that stuck out that he said that. I was like, man, like, what does he mean by that? Like, like it was always interesting, right? Yeah, so it was too kid. Yeah. Let's come yeah. back. Let's come back to what are those winning attributes versus what are those losing attributes that you see on those teams? Attitude is very important. Yeah. Um, commitment, determination, discipline, truly caring about other people. Humility. Hum- humility is huge. Big itty. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, those you, um, when you care about other people, it takes the a focus and attention off yourself. Yep. Same as humility. And the opposite would be, you know, being arrogant or being prideful. Yep. And, at the end of the day, in, in professional sports, again, anybody who has signed a professional contract, they've got ability, or you wouldn't, you they wouldn't sign you. Yeah. So, you don't really benefit from the me, 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 I, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, kind of look at look at the name on the on the front of the uniform, not the name on the back. And who do you yeah. who do you play for? And you know, to me, that just that makes it a lot less complicated. Yeah. But if if you're if you're wasting energy pulling against someone and rooting against them, that's just the that's a waste of brain power, yeah. really. And it's so much and it's so much funner to win. Yeah. And, and do it together. And do it together. And um, I think that's probably the one common thread that winning teams have some level of chemistry that is helping them accomplish what they do. And when I, when uh, that's I think, important. Yeah. When I think about that chemistry, I, I think you hit it on the caring. I mean, I think when you actually genuinely care about the person next to you, and I think it's one of the strongest things about the military when you talk about, or the Olympics, which, you know, of course um, from the movie, right. Uh, the mirror miracle about the 80, you know, he's like, Hey, the, the the name on the front's a whole heck of a lot more important than the one on the back, right? Yeah, <laughs> Herb like, Brooks. Well. And so, yeah. and the military, like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my life in your hands and in your hands, and and your life's in mine. Like, we're all in this together. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, this all this all of a sudden just got upgraded to a whole nother level of importance, right? Yep. And um, and good teams really understand that. And I always have appreciated that, you know, being on teams and good ones and bad ones, mostly good ones. Um, and being involved with organizations that have a true goal to do something together and how each person inside that organization has a role and responsibility to go meet our expectation of, of winning or whatever that final, you know, that outcome. And, and it doesn't matter, you know, your color, where you grew up, you know, what's your culture at home, you know, if you know, what's your family life like, like none of that matters when it's all focused on what you need to accomplish together. Right. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't supersede 
those goals. And, and I think when you, when you focus on that, it does, it does help you to relax. And I think you, your performance is actually better. The outcomes are better. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, pride is, uh, a significant problem mm. for a lot of people. It, it's different than being proud. Pride is different than being proud. Yeah, let's dive into that a little proud, bit. Because proud you hear is it said uh, so you hear it said so much, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we got tiger pride and you know it's we put it up on billboards at the high school and you know, we talk about this pride and I mean we use it in our culture. We use gay pride, we use we use pride like real easy, right? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you know, there's a lot of people who think pride is bad, right? Pride is arrogance, pride is this. Let's talk about the difference between pride and proud. Pride, to me, pride is an attitude. It's the way you carry yourself, which can be very negative. Being proud of your accomplishments is something to me that's more internal. Mm. You feel good about what you've accomplished and, and no one else knows. No one else has to know. Yeah. You can be proud of what you did or how you handled the situation. Pride is something that you carry with you and, and it expresses itself in a lot of negative ways. And, um, you know, you can take pride in the way you go about something or way you do something, but, um, when pride becomes arrogance, that's a problem. Mm. And, um, so I, I think the word gets, gets misused and, and confused at times. It's, it's okay to feel good about what you've done, but not to the point where you're, boasting or gloating about it mm-hmm. and, and and to me I, I always tell people um when i was playing i didn't i didn't need someone to tell me if i had a good game i didn't need someone to tell me if i had a bad game right i knew if i we know what I, both look like <laughs> yeah, absolutely and you you did your job and, yeah. and you can rest in that that that's that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you get paid to do. Yeah. And, um, I didn't need anybody to tell me if I made a mistake, I knew it. Mm -hmm. I'll work with me on how I avoid that the next time, if it was something that was avoidable or, um, but you know, that you're, you're never as bad as, as someone tells you are, and you're never as good as someone tells you are. Mm. And, and, and I think in our day of social media, I always, um, chuckle at things I see and things I read because, um, you can almost read through most comments and, and understand if someone's looking for affirmation or someone's Mm. looking for attention or someone needs a pack on the back. And you can tell just by the things that they, things that they say. And, um, I don't know, some people need that, I guess, but to me, pride is a problem. A lot of our society, I would um, say it's, it was one of my major motivators as a kid was to make my parents proud. I felt like my parents sacrificed a lot of things so that, you know, me and my brothers and my sister could have things that they didn't have. Right. And so I thought like, man, I, I want to make my parents proud. I thought that was, that was a driver for me without a doubt. Now I would tell you 
that in my life. And I can remember my father, you know, I was out in the driveway shooting hoops one day and one of my buddies was over and I was like, yeah, I scored three touchdowns in a football game yesterday, you know, and my dad called me in and he's like, so you're talking to your buddy and like, why are you bragging? I mean, well, I wasn't really bragging. I was just telling about the game, but it was, it was all about pride and, you know, this. And he, and he was like, and he told me, he was like, you know, Hey, if you're good, you don't need to tell anybody they'll know. And you'll know too. And I was like, ah, man. So, so this is now fast forward, you know, 40 years. Right. And, and it's all, Hey, look at me, social media. Like, and I don't even understand it. Like I, I can't, go out there and go, I don't know if you know or not, but I'm awesome. Like it's when I think of like the five lowest moments in my life, I think pride superseded every one of those. Everyone. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, there's a common thread here and it's me, me, I, I attitude that went right in front of that going, Hey, how'd that work out for you, Clark? You know, like, not good. Not right. good. I think if anybody really examined their life, they would they would be honest with themselves and realize that statement is completely true about everybody. There's a reason why humility is, is talked about so much uh, in Scripture, and pride yeah. is as well. You know, pride is it, comes is, before is the pride fall. pride before the fall? Is that Scripture? Okay. Pride comes before the fall. That's one of the proverbs. Um, but in rea- in reality, we, we can be honest. We all have that happen in our life, and when we're around people like that, they can be really abrasive and, and hard to be around. So I always think about that. Well, I I, I never want to be like that if I can all avoid it because I know that it bothers me when I'm around people like that. I don't want to make someone feel that way, and. Um, there's one thing that, well, there's a lot of things, but one of the big things that baseball taught me, I think, was to be humble because you fail so much. Even if you're a yeah. great hitter, you fail seven out of 10 times. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you learn to deal with failure or you're not going to last you're very out. long. Yeah. And um, I think failing under pressure, failing when there's people watching, when there's a lot at stake over and over and over again. And and you have successes as well, but learning how to deal with that when you're in a pressure environment and you fail, even though you did everything in your power not to fail, learning how to handle that um, develops humility over time. You just can't flick a switch and say, okay, I'm humble. Yeah. That's something that is ground into you because of circumstances or experience. Um, and And I'm just, it doesn't mean you never, never deal with it again, but that was one of the things that stuck with me. And I'm thankful to have done what I did. I was fortunate to be in, in the right places. And obviously you have to have talent, but a lot of things got to go your way. And I'm just, you know, I'm thankful for all the opportunities I got and for the career that I had, the job that I have now. Yeah. And, um, and like you said, if, if, if you are good, you work hard at it. People know, people respect that. You don't, you don't need to do this kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then you just go on. It's, it's just, I think that's just, it's just right. It's, that's the way it's supposed to be. And not everybody's like that. 
Let's talk a little bit about that resilience, right? Like I always talk about hitting is a David and Goliath kind of story, right? Like it's like, hey, this super all-star pitcher who's got one of the top talent, he and his catcher is a battery. And these two people have nothing more intent than to get you out. And by the way, they're going to recruit seven of their friends to help. Like it is nine against one, right? Like, like you could say like the runners have no impact on what might happen other than maybe like a hit and run change the defensive schematic, right? But like very little, very little input in what's going to happen in that David and Goliath story. So I think the resilience of failure in that is big. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your, that transition, like those things you learned. Like I, I, I say that, you know, when you talk about like players that can't make it, you know, a lot of people ask me like, Hey, who's the best player you ever coach? I'm like, Oh, you don't know them. They never made it out of double A. You know, like it's, they were too super talented, you know, and, and didn't, couldn't put those things together for, couldn't, couldn't face the failure, couldn't face the self-discipline, you know, all, all the things that will trip you up that have nothing to do with how fast you run, how hard you throw, how well you hit all those things. Right. So let, let's talk about those lessons that you learned and, and then, and then how you translate that into a wealth manager and running your firm now. Well, resilient is is a good word, and for me, um, the learning curve was a lot like a lot like baseball. I mean, a lot of the things that helped me in this job were really things I learned throughout the course of my life. Obviously, being in the majors for eight years, you're around guys who make a lot of money. I mean, I was I was paid well, but I was one of the lowest paid comparatively but you you just see things when when people have wealth what they do with it what that means to them how they spend it stupid stupid mistakes that they make and things that they buy that are just you just shake your head i I won't mention any names or or anything but the, the point is that with a lot of money you can make a lot of mistakes yeah and, and, and still keep going yes, and, right. and, right. and on the other end when I was growing up, my parents went through bankruptcy. Wow. So that was the other end of the spectrum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you just wonder if you're going to get, you know, a new pair of shoes for the basketball season Yeah. or you got to wear the ones last year that have holes on each side. Yep. Um, and, and I, and I love my parents and respect them. They did, they did their best always to give us what we needed. Yep. But from a financial standpoint, coming into this job, having the full gamut of from having nothing to having millions and and understanding how to relate to people that are in either camp or anywhere in between has really been um, helpful to me to be able to put myself in someone else's shoes and try to understand yeah. their situation better. So the, the school of hard knocks, you know, learning uh, what we went through when, when my parents went through bankruptcy, being around, yeah. be around players that squandered money. Um, and there's all kinds of stories in multiple sports of people, players who made millions of dollars and ended up bankrupt. So you can get there a lot of different ways, but those life lessons, um, carrying those into this job, um, have been very helpful. And I think just the people that I've been fortunate to work with over the last 22 years have been all over the map as far as their situations. And you learn from this person's situation and you apply it to someone else's 
without mentioning names, but from a concept standpoint, here, here's what this person went through. This is what I learned. This is how they got out of it. This is what they did to move forward in their life. And mm-hmm. you might be able to use that technique or that strategy as well. And um, I, I learned something every day. I, I, I know a lot. Um, you have to know a lot to do this. But honestly, I learned something every day, sometimes a lot of stuff. And um, yeah. I think if we ever stop learning or think that we know everything, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, tip to remind people, right? Like it's it's a danger zone. We're like, yep, yeah, I've gathered all the knowledge. I'm <laughs> like, that's it. Like, not likely. What do you, what do you think the one superpower is that separates you that 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 kind of catapulted you to that one percent? Before I became a Christian and after I became a Christian is probably a different answer. Oh, really? Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Did, you, did you become a Christian while like while you were playing ball? Like you didn't grow up with it? Yep. In AAA. Yep. Okay. So this was kind of the time where you found this faith, you're up against it, changed, found your faith, you know, turned, I mean, just turned to a different lifestyle, a different attitude, a different place for yeah. sure. Absolutely. 100%. And so what was, okay. So what would have been the superpower before your hard work and your effort? Uh, I would say I was driven. Okay. And so after? My faith has been my foundation since then. Really? And it changed my perspective on life. It changed my perspective on everything that I do. And yeah. um, re-evaluate uh, your purpose, why you're here, why you were made, what you're supposed to do, why you're doing what you're doing, why you go through what you And having a, an ability to... Um, have a perspective that's different than me or I. And um, so before that, baseball, I guess, baseball probably was my God. And Dangerous territory. Oh, for sure. So yeah. your, your happiness or your, your well-being is, is completely dependent on your results or your performance. Well, and you and I both know who, and just because I say dangerous, I don't want to say it's not uncommon, right? You and I no. both were around a lot of people and that was it. And the danger that I say, as I say that is, is I watched that pulled from a lot of people and like, wait a minute, you're taking my God away. Like, yeah, it's time to go. And it was like, cause you, like you said, it's a business, right? And then they're lost. There's, there's a, there's a lot, there's a, there's a, um, you know, there's a mourning, right? Because you've lost something. And of course, a, a deity, how do you lose that? I don't even know. But like, if you're talking about something above and beyond, that's almost supernatural. And you put this up on this pedestal and it's just ripped out. You can imagine the responses are unlikely good. No, people are going to, people are going to fight that. Yeah. You don't want to lose something that you worked hard for, whether it's yep. your job, your business, your health. Um, your family members and, um, but it happens. And then, and then what, you know, is the world over? Is it ended? Are you done? How, how do you, like you mentioned earlier, resilience, how do you wake up the next day and face the challenges of that next day? Mm. And if your motivation is only on yourself, you will come to the end of yourself. And if you're trying to please man, man will disappoint you. Yeah. 
I'll disappoint I mean, you because you can. I mean, you know, ab- right? Absolutely. Like, I'm human, man. Like, I I came to that. I came to that. Con- in in my life, I came to that conclusion about the same time I became a Christian in AAA in, in 1992. Yeah. My my previous two years, I won the MVP of the league in yeah. in rookie ball and then in A ball. So. Again, you talk about desires or goals. At that time, it was it was a goal. Well, well, I just want to do better than I did last year. Mm. Well, I came back in year two and I did it. Well, then in year three, I, I just kind of I kind of thought to myself, well, this is kind of a trap because I'm not going to win the MVP eleven yeah, years only in a row, one, right? <laughs> right. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that eleven years in a row. You can't keep that. Was just that was a um, an accomplishment that was special and. But I was setting myself up for disappointment because mm. how, how are you going to beat? How are you going to beat that? Yeah, and because likely you're not. Um, and at, at about the same time, I mean, that's when I became a Christian, and I think God used that in 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 my life to help me to realize that He's in charge of the results. Yeah, we just have to go about whatever it is we're doing in the right way. And there are right ways to do things. Yeah. Whether it's business or education or sports or family relationships. And, um, and, and we're really, I think as a nation, as a world, we're really suffering, um, in that way because men aren't being the leaders that they need to be. Mm. And our society has over time, made men think differently about their responsibilities mm-hmm. and uh, made it easier to get out from underneath that responsibility. And, um, and, and we have a crisis because of it. And yeah. um, so. I, that, we, I think Matt, that's got to be episode two. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's, that's a whole, that's a whole tough topic. Right. Yeah. Um, but we do, we do get a wrap here. So, Finish off with a couple things for me. One is you've had a lot of success. You've won a lot. What's the best battle you've conquered in your lifetime? I think it was conquering self and, and take taking the taking the focus off myself and and focusing that on other people, you know, most importantly on God. And um and not being, I don't think I was ever a, a narcissist or anything, but an athlete is always in tune with their body, how they feel yeah, and what you need to do or when you need rest or what you need help with or, or need something fixed or whatever. And, um, I think by, by nature, if, if you're an athlete, you, you feel that and, you can't, um, you can't avoid the fact that you're going to be really in tune with yourself. But I think over time, you can really become too absorbed with that and everything that goes along with that and what that means. And yeah. um, so once you take the focus off yourself and, and put it on God and then in your, your marriage, your family, and then your job, and then others uh, your, your others yeah your ministry whatever that is yep and um you know it's kind of it's 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 kind of like a pyramid or a triangle 
And so you keep God at the top of that, and that's a good foundational piece. Triangles are good when they're based at the bottom. Mm. You flip that upside down and you put God at the bottom, that triangle becomes very unstable. Yeah. And any time that I struggled in my life after that, I just look at that and that's the answer. Where are you spending your time? Have you got those priorities in your life twisted or turned or upside down? And I can look at other people and within a few questions know why they're having problems in their life. Mm. And it's and it's almost always directly related to where their focus is at in regards to those areas in their life. Mm. And um, so I, I think keeping that in order helps keep your life in order. Doesn't mean you won't have problems or yeah. face difficult times, but you're ready to handle them head on with both feet on the ground. Well, I think I think it kind of comes in like you know, kind of the best way to win, right? Is 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 keeping that perspective. And when you see that from that top level, right? There are so many like when you have money, you have success, you have homes, you have, you, you don't have any needs anymore. You just have wants, right? Like that's all we have. And we still have those, by the way, everyone still has them. You know, it is, it, it's so easy to cut out what's important because you don't, you don't go running away from your faith or what's important in your life or those people, even, even like your mom, right? It's just that it's so easy to be like, ah, well, we're going to Cabo for the weekend. I just, I couldn't get to the phone and call you mom. And I couldn't, I couldn't spend time in the word. I couldn't, you know, do what has always been important to you that now all of a sudden you move out of, out of your limelight and, and, and filter it out. Absolutely. It's so easy. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, so good to, to spend time with you, Matt today. Um, again, you can find him on LinkedIn, Matt Miski. Uh, LPL is his, uh, you know, he's a, a advisor there for them. As you can see his, uh, his, his credentials there on LinkedIn. Um, let's finish with uh, the quote, quote of where you go when things are tough for you. Uh, you know, is, is there a verse? Is there a quote? Is there something that you read that, that sets you back into like, Hey, this, this, this can regulate me very quickly and it's kind of get my, get me back to center. Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight. Nice. nice, I'm a, I'm very analytical and yes. And I pride myself dangerously on being able to figure things out. Yes. So the danger is leaning on that ability or that intellect or that, that knowledge, because there's a lot of things that we can't figure out. Right. And um, so for me, that one hits me a couple times a week and, um, it's good to memorize verses. That's that's one that I have burned in my forehead, and um, I have to remind myself of it all the time because I like I like to know. I like to figure things out, and yeah, um, some things are a mystery and will yeah. continue to be a mystery. Yeah, um, I'd love to see if we get all the all the data and all the information, but there's always that lean not on your own understanding. <laughs> and, yep. uh, 
And so for me today, Matt, I was thinking about this this week, knowing, you know, you're on my show and the week we've known each other for a number of years. We've done work together. Um, Matthew 5.16, you know, let your light shine. Let your, I'm sorry, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. I've always looked at you that way, Matt, you know, from the time I got to know you, it was after, you know, you came to Christ, of course, but you were a guy who was a light in a pretty dark place. You know, uh, I, I know most people don't think a pro baseball is a dark place, right? But like, there is a lot of uh, temptation. There's a lot of challenge inside it. Um, it is not an easy road to navigate and people could talk about, oh, well, it's gotta be easy. You're making millions. And I, I never made millions either. And, um, so it was challenging. And I think that there's people that just carry themselves and, and that light shines and you're one of those guys. I thought of that right away when I saw that. So, and, and of course it's Matthew, you know, five sixteen. you know, I'm sure, you know, you were probably named after this verse, right? You know, of course, you know, <laughs> so many more videos on our leadershipity channel content for you. We are on at leadershipity at Instagram and Twitter and at Trent M Clark. You can of course follow my handles there, uh, our website, leadershipity.com. Look for our upcoming book, the pyramid of leadershipity. Super excited about that. As we talk about those key itties of the foundation for leaders. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening. Rate winners find a way five stars work hard to find value delivering stories from the 1% leaders for you. Every episode, Matthew, of course you didn't disappoint again, Matt. So it was so good. And now, and now we got episode two teed up for, uh, you know, a challenge of, uh, of the men today as leaders and leading. And I think that's a, a huge topic. Um, and, and, and we didn't get deep into your life altering, you know, uh, challenge uh, with the blood clot, which is, uh, which we'll have to leave our audience for uh, episode two. So I'm pretty excited about that. Excellent. Great to see you, Matt, as everybody we will see you next week, Fridays, every Friday, 1230 Eastern, 9:30 a.m. Pacific live on leadership, YouTube channel. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for another winners find a way show. I am your host, Trent Clark. If you love this episode, share this episode with your friends and Follow us on whatever podcasting medium you're listening to. If you want more content from us, join us at leadershipity.com or the Leadershipity YouTube channel. You can find us on all the social media networks at either Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity. For our award-winning workshop, Win With Great Teams, you can find that page on LinkedIn as well as our corporate page, Leadershipity. If you want to win more it starts with you today. Say it with me now. I have what it takes.